Damn, what is up, my internet friends? Welcome to Walking and Talking, the show where I walk and talk. I can't believe you're here. I can believe it. I immediately wanted to uh, launch into a somewhat affective stance, which maybe in retrospect we can detect even in the first few things that I said and how I said them, seem to exhibit some kind of affect that I can remember having imagined before I said them. I, uh, in a way, almost planned to say it that way because it didn't, it didn't seem possible to, uh, actually say something without having planned it, but I, I suppose that I can say that the line of thought that I'm on right now, I wasn't predicting. But if I remember back, way back when, way back when, after I had said, I can't believe you're here, and then I said, I can believe it, I, I do have a memory of formulating in my mind at least the beginnings of the sentence which followed. And, uh, now I'm like, um, wondering how permissible it is to include thoughts right now that are tied to memory, but I, I think it's fine. There's not a, I don't, I don't think there's any real substantial difference between thoughts that, uh, I can remember thinking and ones that, thoughts that seem to uh, arise in the more recent past. It's just, it's just a matter of degree as to, um, you know, how, just how recently these thoughts occurred. But one thing that I will say is that the line, the line of thinking that I'm currently articulating, or at least the way that I am kind of mentally encapsulating what it is that I'm saying, or a general spirit or demeanor of what I'm saying, and how it's being said, or something of the manner in which thoughts are being articulated right now strikes me as somewhat amusing, or at least it did in some moment in the recent past when uh, I was apparently formulating this statement in my head, more or less. Not exactly word for word, but I can remember this, this, uh, this current 
thing that I'm on, you know, just the last few seconds or so being formulated in advance and considered against other alternatives. And, uh, and then also maybe even um, remarked upon uh, from, from different angles before it was even stated. That is, you know, the fact that what I'm saying now, or rather, the thing that I said a few sentences ago was that, that, that well before I said it, I was aware that it had been formulated in recent past due to uh, my memory of thinking thoughts more or less corresponding to what I said, more or less corresponding to the sentence that uh, I am referring to. And then I, uh, as you might remember, uh, I started, for I started uh, questioning, I started kind of analyzing the, uh, the merit of, of that train of thought trying to judge it based upon the metric on, uh, of how much from memory it was or how, how, uh, how recent versus distant the memory of formulating that thought was and um, then more or less concluded that it didn't matter, matter much either way. Um, but now I would say that I'm kind of, I'm kind of still slightly amused actually, or, or, uh, I'm kind of like renewedly, I'm renewedly amused or my amusement has been renewed if I, if I, if I, uh, if I look at it, if I ask the question whether I'm amused or not, it occurs to me that I am, or at least I was at the time of beginning this current, um, sentence or, or, or line of sentences. Uh, and the amusement is relating to kind of the, um, How shall we say the um, the the seeming convolutedness of the way that I'm speaking, and uh, that is it is kind of comical to me the how how just um, incredibly verbose something can become based on just the, the scantest amount of actual substance and I mean if there's any substance whatsoever I mean if we if we look at it now pretty much uh, everything that has been said so far is Like the, the only kind of substance that it could be 
said to have or a referent that it might be referring to it's really just like kind of the maybe a little a little kernel of something that I said to begin speaking which in itself is obviously empty it's just sort of an introduction that I would say as a matter of course um, so in a sense everything that is occurring right now verbally linguistically is pretty much just sort of a, an extrapolation or elaboration upon something that is just a matter of course so in a way this is also pretty much a matter of course I, I believe it's like um, we can kind of observe this this uh, linguistic chain of thought just sort of going along without having I don't I don't know it's like it, it has a certain quality to it of just kind of going along without What, what what would I say like it's not that it's not that we're not it's not what they're that we're like not attached to it or something but it's it's as if it has its own kind of life and it, it doesn't uh, it's not like beholding beholden to uh, serving any purpose either for myself or for you and uh but but then interestingly enough it's it's kind of enjoyable to observe because of that i would say it's uh like it continues to be kind of amusing and kind of interesting even even though um like i would i would say that if i may uh, return now to even more distant memory of like the lead up to this episode of walking and talking um, it seemed to me uh, like more like it would be more grave or something or, or have more gravity or something but but now I'm almost like um, relishing the kind of absence of any of the qualities that I could have could have predicted at all to what's going on here there's not like um, I don't feel any sense of like anything like uh, I, d I don't actually feel like there's like introspection going on and that's and uh, I, I like that, and I don't. I don't feel like there's. Um, I don't feel like there's anything profound going on, or or any. Um, any sort of like. Uh, being beholden to uh, something profound happening uh, I guess I, I, I could say that one aspect that could possibly be present here is um, a sort of contrasting uh, or uh, maybe even um, 
there's a type of characterization of what seems to be happening as uh, being somehow independent or being distinct or different from would be what would be relatively predictable characteristics of something that would perhaps occur in this video. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like um, we are we are we are apparently seeming to enjoy. Uh, I suppose what could be called surprise at at the at the just kind of uh, relatively unencumbered manner in which this uh, speaking is is uh, going forth, you know. And then, but then, uh, interestingly enough, once I recognize that as sort of a, a characteristic or a quality, you know, uh, and admittedly enough, the things that I'm saying are obviously playing a large part in kind of conjuring up that as a characteristic or, you know, turning that into reality actively as, as we go along here, as you may observe, uh, there's also this potential to then um, start to become attached to that quality and then start to worry about it, uh, you know, and then start to try to protect, protect it and, and keep it going. And then, and then it, like if, if that were to happen, or perhaps, I don't know, is it happening? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But if it were to happen, then it would immediately, in a, in a kind of contradictory way, start to manifest exactly those characteristics that we seem to be defining it in opposition to. You know what I'm saying? It would, it would become exactly what it's trying not to be. And then, uh, and it's, it's, it almost seems as if right now there's like, um, this, uh, potential of belaboredness. Uh, there's, there's this almost, uh, high potential of, of, um, the belaboredness or, or a, a kind of belabored self-consciousness of, uh, what this seems to be or what this could be or something like that and uh, and then that potential uh, the recognition of that potential introduces um, sort of an element of peril if you will uh, an element of danger uh, if you will I mean I guess I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing that that's also uh, an optional interpretation that uh, we could choose or choose not to have. You know, whether or not there's danger here, but uh, perhaps 
something a little more fundamental than danger and perhaps uh, maybe a little less dramatic uh, than danger could be just described as um, instability, if you will. I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, of course, that word having a lot of potential meanings and interpretations, um, but one of them kind of being how should I say, well, instability could be interpreted in one way as uh, how we would how we would perhaps encapsulate this um, seemingly recurrent recognition of the the sort of optionality of the various interpretations of what is going on here as they come up like um the various linguistic, verbal, conceptual, emotional interpretations of what seems to be going on here. Um, and just kind of continually recognizing that those are... I don't know, that those interpretations are just kind of occurring and that they are, the interpretations themselves are sort of constituting uh, anything that could be said to be here or could be said to be going on and that they don't uh, they don't exhibit uh, a, a quality of necessity other than the necessity that they do just seem to be happening. Um, but then again, like, there seems to be an equal sense in which they're, they're not exactly happening because they're, they're not uh, taking on substance. At least I don't think, but then uh, that leads me to ask, is, is there anything that is taking on substance or has taken on substance? And if so, would that be, would that be equal to some kind of unexamined presupposition or uh, a, an unexamined position? Um, that's just going unconscious and it seems uh, it seems like we could say that almost necessarily there there must be some kind of unquestioned position here or uh, but but um, 
now that I say that, I, I'm not so sure, because it's as if uh, any kind of stated uh, position that we might recognize, and, and by position, let me try to clarify, I just, I just mean uh, like, a, like a, a, a point of view that's more or less stable, that all of this could be said to be within or that could be encapsulated within or uh, you know and uh, but then again when I think of that and I, I consider that it's like this uh, stable position that I speak of um, would, would still have to be would still in itself have to be um, a type of interpretation or construction or uh, like it would have to it would have to actually exist in thought you know like a, a thought of it, a sort of reducing um, a reducing type of thought that would attempt to um, I apologize for reusing this word so much, but encapsulate what's going on here. And uh, it's like I, I know uh, that that seems to be kind of a, like an inevitable an inevitability uh, that um, that we. Uh, you know, mentally encapsulate things, and it, it does seem to be um, a kind of, a type of world building. You know what I mean? Like it, it, uh, like I'm, like I'm, I, I'm trying to actually, I'm actually trying to um, think of what would uh, the the alternative uh, to be to encapsulating uh, perceived experience and um, it's as if I can't find one or the the alternative would uh, actually be kind of a non-existence if you will um, it's like because uh, now if I when I when I started to think about um, like a world or uh, a self uh, absent this kind of um, this kind of representational um, thought behavior of you know like like um you know, just just like, like how like any anything that anything that's actually it seems as if almost everything that could be thought of as experience uh, is the same as this thing that I'm talking about of encapsulating. Sorry, sorry, this word may start to get tiresome, but. Um, like memories, you know, like a memory is not, we just know by like 
but even definitionally uh, think about what exactly is a memory. And it's of course not the actual experience that occurred, but it is some kind of representation of some of a supposed experience in the past uh, that we don't actually have access to. We don't have we don't actually have access to the past. We we only have access to memories within us or um, something like history, which we could we could just think of um, as uh, an external memory um, or or a social memory or an intersubjective memory, something that's recorded, evidence of evidence of a, of a past, you know, photographs even, like that you have of your own past life. Could we think about, we could think of that as an externalized memory, and of course it's, it has the same fundamental quality as an internal memory, in that it's kind of a representation that uh, could seem to serve as a bridge uh, towards that past which we can't we, we can't uh, go back and experience fully of course and uh, and so it's like with regards to the past it's like all we have is these memories and uh, you actually just examine a memory it's like what what is this what what is this memory like what, does it have does it have substance is it um, is it tangibly somewhere <clears throat> and can can it itself be reliably uh, encapsulated and I guess that's kind of what we're doing we're always kind of uh, creating these amalgamations and reducing them uh, in order to have this map of reality, just all the time, and then, and then, but then, it kind of strikes me like, what, where, where is the actual? Then, is it in the present? And then, uh, you look for, you can't really find a, a hard, solid present. My apologies. My, uh, this camera keeps uh, screwing up again and freezing, um, despite my best efforts. I may. The next thing to try would be uh, buying a new SD card, the highest quality SD card. Uh, maybe I'll have to return this one that I, I, I and I tried this recently. I, I bought another expensive, you know, $50 mini SD card that's supposed to be fast enough for this, but it it is still freezing. So maybe I return this one and try another one. Um, but regardless. You can't you can't find uh, this like solid this solid present experience other than uh, what seems what seems to be more encapsulations. You know, it's like even if you uh, even if you try and observe the most um, objective seeming sensory data in your experience, what you see and feel as being real and solid, and 
it's like uh, I don't know it's like yeah it has there's a sense in which we can say it's it's real and solid and uh, certain things about our map of reality have uh, consistent correlations like if you step off a cliff that's tall enough you will fall to your death or at least be severely injured and so on and so forth and uh, if you reach your hand towards the object that appears in your vision uh, that will be confirmed by uh, feeling the thing that you touch and so on but still but then there's this other thing where still all of that is kind of um, both it's it's both it's like all aspects of experience are are both kind of um, an amalgamation of other apparent aspects of experience that is your kind of conglomerating um, lots of little things into a model of something you know it's like like a concept a rock and and even uh, I feel as if like even my uh, perception of a rock like the act of seeing a rock there's this um, in a sense there's still conception involved in that very process in that, you know, uh, we've perceived many rocks before and uh, felt rocks and uh, have knowledge surrounding rocks and uh, and so like when we, when we think that we are seeing a rock it's like some conglomeration of, of all of those little bits uh, being being pooled into that experience and then all those aspects of experience are themselves also inside of some apparently bigger and more complex uh, image of reality like the the rock exists within this uh, web of our map of the world like rocks exist within the world and um, have relation to everything else in the world and are, are uh, a part of something and you know they're they're also within our experience they are one part uh, out of the totality or the seeming totality of our experience like they're they're in the environment that I seem to perceive <clears throat> but uh, now it kind of seems as if I've gotten off on, on uh, 
what seems like a very philosophical seeming uh, track and uh, feel I feel lost after it I feel as if I've been kind of on a track um, and it's it's as if there's uh, it's as if I've stopped paying attention to what's going on and just started talking on this this um, very abstract train for a while but I know that that this is also actually merely an interpretation and merely another interpretation um, or optional uh, or arbitrary encapsulation of what seems to be happening happening that is when I if I am characterizing my uh, if I am characterizing the recent past as being a long rambling uh, philosophical tractate on uh, the phenomenology of experience and then I and I do that in relation to some concept of what would be more um, connected with reality that is and then, and then you know I contrast with like okay what what would have what would it have meant to be paying more attention as opposed to uh, rambling on about the phenomenology of experience uh, using rocks as an example and uh, the the concept that comes to mind or the concept that I realized I had been harboring when I began this characterization of what I was recently saying uh, would be some kind of idea of being more acutely uh, self-reflexive with regards to my manner of speaking and my own manner of thinking in this very moment that or uh, more self-analytical or something like that uh, which um, I can quickly recognize as itself being another optional interpretation and another another sort of like arbitrary uh, phenomenon within you know and and uh, not having any not having a fundamental uh, difference or not having a real difference really at the core from the the manner of speaking which I'm characterizing as its opposite that is or or it's uh, what happened instead which is uh, like I've said this this other sort of like longer um, seemingly seemingly with a with a a, uh, a larger um, sort of formal structure which is this uh, what I have been referring to at the, as this philosophical tractate on phenomenology and by phenomenology I, I just mean like the stuff that seems to make up experience uh, but as as you may be noticing like I am that um, it's like all of this all of the things that I'm saying kind of uh, if there's if there if there's any difference in quality it's it's not really important or, or pertinent 
Um, and I guess I would, I guess I would characterize all of these things as kind of exhibiting themselves to be, um, more, more pertinently just slightly different aspects of the same thing, uh, which is this, I, I guess you would be the best way to say it. Um, one, th one thought that, uh, occurred to me and I'm, I'm realizing as I say this, that this thought occurred to me at some, at some point along formulating, uh, the most recent several sentences. Uh, and, uh, which I'm, I'm apparently beginning to formulate this, the, I, I, I'm apparently beginning to figure out how to articulate this thought right now as we speak, um, apparently because the, uh, the memory, the memory of it or, or the, or, uh, like a, like a memory of a, a, a small representation of it. Like, so like, I have a memory of a little kernel of an idea occurring while my mouth was busy, um, you know, finishing up some other train of thought and uh, for whatever reason, this kernel of an idea, um, returned to my awareness at a point when it seemed as if um, a certain train of thought, if you will, came to some seeming conclusion. And then uh, I began, I began kind of, as I, as I started to make a reference toward this other idea that, uh, believe me, I will, try to um, articulate and expound upon, um, as I was beginning to uh, just refer to it before having explained what it is exactly, I, uh, I can remember myself having a, having a, a brief evaluation of it. And the metric of my evaluation seemed to be uh, whether this idea had a, a, a quality of romanticism or um, excitingness to it, and uh, which it, it it's which uh, I seemed to be a little bit suspicious that maybe it did, and uh, noticed that I was feeling suspicious of the excitingness or allure of this particular kernel of an idea that had um, uh, seemingly emerged from my recent memory because I and then and then I observed that uh, that that uh, type of suspicion uh, has a correlate in my manner of conceiving of myself, which is to be 
at least in this moment, relatively suspicious of the allure of ideas or excitingness of ideas or uh, uh, a, a romantic quality to certain ideas. But uh, after, after kind of examining that suspicion and, and taking that into account, um, I seem to have proceeded with beginning to um, make reference to this idea, having come to enough of a conclusion, not exactly a conclusion, but uh, enough, enough um, confidence that whether the idea was suspicious or not, whether the idea was suspect or not, or whether the idea um, you know, had a, had a, a sexy kind of appeal uh, to what I might consider to be my, my, my the, the lower angels of my uh, worst nature or something like that. Um, I seem to have come to enough confidence that it uh, was not and is not particularly um, pernicious or dangerous or um, or base accompanied by a certain confidence that even if it was or even if it were uh, that we're we're in um, a sturdy enough framework in which it would be completely acceptable to uh, expose that idea and uh, investigate it and um, that inevitably we'll probably move through that idea through the emptiness which um, I'm, I'm kind of intuitively assuming that all all ideas occurring here have which brings me to the point of now attempting to kind of remember what exactly that idea was and uh, I, I am getting a faint glimmer of it and it seems to be that it became um, notable to me or um, an aspect uh, like a, a seeming aspect of experience worth remarking upon uh, or an apparent characteristic of experience that could be described as uh, like a creativity and but when I when I say that um, that's a, a problematic way of putting it because it, it's, it's not like implying um, any kind of personal creativity, just sort of like the creative, the creative uh, nature of experience. And uh, let me try and explain uh, why, why it seems so. It's like, as you might, as you may have observed 
if you've been paying any attention or 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 maybe even just hearing what I'm saying and uh, putting any kind of attentional effort into trying to follow along and of course uh, you know it's not like important that you are successfully following along or it's not important that you feel as if you're understanding anything here um, let me just assure you if, you if you feel like you're not understanding then uh, you are that's that's uh, a perfectly um, valid you know, you know experience and, and it's uh, it's even it's even not so it's even not really uh, different from quote unquote my experience like we I, like uh, we, we are kind of persisting in a state of non-understanding um, back to what I was saying you may have observed now um, that kind of everything being said all the uh, language and ideas coming up every everything that's that's occurring here uh, in a way has this and uh, is in one sense kind of arbitrary like like as if as if it didn't have to uh, be this way or, or like you know maybe maybe if you're maybe if you're kind of uh, doing what is what is normal to do in, in attempting to understand language and, and kind of like uh, creating some kind of mental map and uh, keeping some mental record of all the the words and concepts and how they relate to each other and um, all of the the seemingly kind of nested uh, ideas and the, the sort of like uh, reflexive wormholes of um, analysis of the the things being said and the the ideas present and uh, it's like it's like all of these things um, it's like 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 none of these things have any kind of um, like like uh, like inherent necessity to them it's not as if anything it's 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 not as if uh, any particular thing that's being said is getting any closer to uh, anything more more fundamental or like uh, more true in 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 any in any sort of absolute sense um, and um, it's it's probably just kind of apparent that I mean at least it's very apparent to me maybe it is to you that everything absolutely everything being said here is is only kind of like relationally meaningful is only kind of relatively meaningful to something else that I said that has some uh, apparent relative meaning and that if, if we actually try to get to uh, the basis of 
what's going on here. Um, it can't it can't really be found. And so, what I'm what I'm calling what I'm let me try to explain like why why it seemed to occur to me that uh, some at, at least notable characteristic of experience was is a type of creativity it's it's like um it's like like this stuff like it's just happening and it's not it's not quite predictable but it 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 uh it does seem to like belong in a sense like the the things that i'm saying they they at least work they at least work syntactically with the other things that i'm saying and there is actual reference going on and there is relation going on between apparent things between apparent ideas between apparent concepts and words but uh there there isn't this actual there there isn't any actual like end point or uh like Oh, now I get it, or like now I understand, sort of thing. There's, there's only this sort of uh, endless um, reference to something else. There's only this, there's only this pointing to uh, to something else that is either in the past or apparently in the future, or or maybe even like apparently in the present, but uh, it's not quite there. It's not quite like solidly there. But I don't know I don't know if that like is really the best um explanation that I that I could give of like why such why such a, a description might seem notable. Like but uh Because interestingly, like like if I'm I'm referring to uh, experience as being essentially creative, um, it's like 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 all this all this stuff is just kind of like happening. All these words are just kind of like uh, moving along and and like you know kind of apparently uh, being generated at a certain like nexus point between the known and the unknown or uh, oftentimes experienced as like you know future and past at the same time there there uh, at the same time there's there's actually kind of nothing being created at all like there there's uh like that's sort of an equally valid interpretation of what may or may not be happening. You know what I mean? Like this is like this is uh, this is all 
you know, in one sense could be a, a fecundly uh, verbose, um, elaborative blossoming of um, interconnected ideation. And then just equally at the same time, it's also uh, just nothing. It, it's also just elaborations on this uh, fundamental tautology of uh, this is what it is, but this is what it is, is saying nothing, which is perfectly accurate. Um, and uh, what this, what this kind of leads to is there actually is nothing. And, uh, but of course, you know, the moment those words leave my mouth, that they, they throw up uh, all sorts of obvious contradiction of experience. But nonetheless, I, I nonetheless, like, it kind of remains. It can't be like, like, like the nothing can't actually be uh, disposed of or, or thrown out or avoided. You know what I mean? Like uh, the 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 sort of like emptiness of of. What is going on in this experience is like, is itself the the fecundity, the the proliferation of all the all this interrelated words and concepts and talking, and uh, it's it's like. Um, It's like how uh, in mathematics, uh, as Chris Langan says, the the boundary of a boundary is zero, um, and the sum of all boundaries is always zero. And uh, like, if it seems like there's some, if it seems like there's content here. And you know it can't be totally that the 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 presence of content can't be completely uh, dismissed or avoided. You know I am talking a lot. We can't totally deny. I'm saying lots of things. It seems it seems to make sense at least. Um, you know, like sort of like. At a, at a certain scale, at a certain intermediate scale, actually, uh, the things that I'm saying make a certain kind of sense. And you're, you're experiencing this as well. You're experiencing a certain type of meaning being made at a certain type of scale. But of course, if we, if we zoom out to the whole thing of like, uh, what exactly uh, am I talking about? There's, there's not, there's not a meaning there, and then if we zoom in to a more, you know, microscopic, uh, granular detail um, on, you know, 
what what exactly is the meaning of each word that I'm saying and like independent of any uh, relative meaning that it has it's like there's there's not any meaning to be there's not any substance of meaning to be found there uh, but in this apparent relative mean between those two scales there see there 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 appears to be this kind of meaning but it's 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 only a relation and and not not any kind of entity in itself it's only kind of uh it's only in the kind of transitoriness of our attention uh, we could say that anything appears to to exist at all and um like if 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 there were actually any such a thing as as meaning going on like in any like to to the extent that we can even seem to perceive or seem to seem to understand anything that's happening here um it's it it is i would say that it's it's because of making boundaries of of making conceptual boundaries mental boundaries mental borders distinctions between uh one thing and another and it could be said that it's 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 actually the the boundaries that uh would be apparent would be anything that makes any apparent sense but then uh it's like the boundary has no substance in itself pardon me for a moment just a moment how's it going good hi Hmm. Like five minutes? I can't remember where the shelter is. I think it, I think you might hit a trailhead before the shelter. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. Good, how are you? Hi. Like the boundaries, uh, like uh, if like if there's any, like if it, if the words, if the words seem to have content or something, like if there seems to be content here, it's it's only it's only made content due to uh, like a like a linguistic syntax that that is effectively chopping things up, you know. It's like, it's only, it's like the rules and the distinctions and the boundaries and borders and lines are, are uh, what, what actually gives any content. You know, it's, it's like, if there's, if there's content, then it's, it's like, um, there is necessarily, um, a correlative symmetrical uh, syntax to the to the content if there's content there's this symmetric correlative uh, wow 
that's a that's a safe for sore eyes there's a symmetrical um syntax which is just the 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 borders and the lines and then it's like uh you take away the borders and the syntax which is something that's essentially substanceless you know like it would just be like these distinctions are just infinitely thin dividing lines that we uh cast up to create our world with and since they are they're they're inherently like not really existence existent because they're they're infinitely small they have they have no real dimension you know if you like that's where mathematically it's like the border of the border is is nothing and and the the sum of the the sum of all boundaries is zero sort of thing and uh there are that like you recognize that absence of uh, the substantiality of any syntax or meaning, and then uh, all the would-be content disappears too. Like the the uh, the would-be content disappears into into nothingness, and you know you you are actively experiencing this right now. Forgive me for a moment. I'm gonna change a layer or take off a layer. And it's always like this. It it's uh there's there's not um, there's not there's not any um, exterior to uh, this reality that I'm describing, or rather this unreality that I'm describing. It's like, you know, maybe this, maybe this uh, particular form of experience, it's possible, could be uh, exhibiting to you uh, some kind of character of being different from other experience. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, this walking and talking thing uh, in some way you are likely characterizing this experience that you're having right now as uh, having some kind of difference from what you would consider to be normal experience or the rest of your life or you know what was what what it felt like before this before you were watching or listening to this um, but you have to understand that there there isn't any external reality to this that's that's not absolutely and completely contiguous with this you know it's like uh it's it's not like it's not like there's an actual border between this experience right now and normal life it's like this is this is as much normal life as anything you turned on the video or you turned on the podcast you started playing it <clears throat> you you listened you kept listening maybe you skipped ahead to this and that you know to me that that sounds like what we would exactly what we would think of as normal experience this this right here this is this is this is as normal as experience as it can could possibly get and yet we see at the same time that it's also uh, it's also just nothing. It's also just empty. Pretty, pretty neato, huh? Isn't that neat? But then it's, but then it's not. You don't, we don't get, to, we don't get to have that. You know, we don't get to keep that. But it's like, you know. 
And then, and then, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's, there's actually nothing new here either. Like, even if this experience seems a little different, it's, there's nothing new going on here at all. Like, I'm not, I'm not, there's no, there's no, um, in one sense, there's like, you know, creation happening right in this instance as it is in every instance, but then there's actually nothing being created here. There's nothing, there's nothing new. I'm not, I'm not saying anything that is, you know, that has any originality to it, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, all of this is all completely contiguous with everything else, even though I'm saying actually, there, there effectively isn't anything else, and there, there isn't even this either. In 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 its con in in its in its total contiguity, in in the total reality of this, and in the total reality of everything else that, uh, it it um, it all kind of obliterates itself, if you will. I mean, it it doesn't really. I mean, it does really. It uh. In the total reality of this, like, let's just, you know, let's just go, let's just go and with the, with the normal experience of things real, things are real. There's you, there's me, you know, uh, we're in relation, there's uh, your body, there's, uh, here's, there's your computer or your phone uh, or whatever other device. Um, there's seemingly solid objects uh, and then, and then, uh, but, you know, kind of like more basic than that like there's this there's this moment and there's the past and there's going there will be the future there was the past and there is now and there will be the future you know there's just the most normal uh, reality and um, if you if you just kind of like if you just even assume just go ahead and and assume that that's the way that things seem are exactly the way that they are and there's no special hidden other thing that you have to discover just you know just go ahead normal 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 uh, experience normal conception of reality uh, normal conception of time normal conception of um, matter objecthood status whatever it is uh, and then just like you know, go, go ahead with that. Um, all of that actually kind of obliterates itself. I mean, wh what I'm, what I'm talking about is like, if there is in fact this moment, uh, and you know, in implication that there's also, there also was a past and there will be a future and that, uh, all of these, all of this time is contiguous contiguous with each other, you know, connected. It's just like the past is uh, continuously connected with the present and continue, which is continuously connected with the future. And we are, we are moving through it uh, continuously. Right. That's, that seems like normal. Uh, it's like, and, and then like, and and so there's this there's this like expanse of time and then 
if if you if you go ahead and just like follow through with the logic of that being real of of time being a real linear time being a real thing um it's like where I don't I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to how to I don't know how to um describe this. It's like It's like in its in its totality or or in its in its um in its completeness in its wholeness um it kind of kind of becomes nothing. I don't know how how to how to say it exactly. But 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 it's almost it's also it's also just like like uh, embedded within that that very very kind of like basic um, observation that there was there was a past and there will be a future and now there is a present. Uh, like what the, like what is if you actually stop and think about what that means, it's it's really quite paradoxical. Like, what do we mean by the past other than something that is not now? And if it's not now, um, it's like, when is it apart from saying sort of a, a tautological statement like it was then? Like, what? Okay, what is then? And then what does what does was mean? And then same goes with the future, like... Uh, Definitionally, the future is something that is not now, and so you can you can also just say is not, but will be. But then, but then, like, what does will be mean? Other than, other than this, this you know, just a just um, a, another tautology of like the future. Like how can you, how can you define the future non non tautologically? As and how how can you like define a future or a past apart from something that doesn't exist? And then, like, if if the past and future don't exist, or if the past and future, like, definitionally, don't exist, then what what then is the present? It's like definitionally, the present is that which exists now. But you can also leave out you can you can the now is kind of optional because obviously, it's for it to exist, it must be now. So if, I mean, if the present is, like, that which exists, what, do, what, does, what does exist mean? Other than, some, other than another, like, tautological statement. And what does, what does exist mean if it's, if it's uh, supposedly an, an infinitely thin sliver of 
this time continuum that we're supposedly moving through. How can something, like, can something that's infinitely thin be said to exist? It's like the distinction. It's like the boundary. It's like, does, it's like, yes and no only have meaning, are only granted any meaning by the boundary and distinction between them. But the boundary and distinction between them can't be said to have substance. It's, 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 it's infinitesimally vanishingly tiny to the point where it can't be said to exist. And that's kind of like what the present is. It's the present is just a distinction, a boundary that's infinitesimally small to the point of not really existing. And then like we can we can we can kind of do the same thing with like uh space, you know. It's like there's here and then there's there. And is it is it actually possible to grant any kind of solidity to these concepts of here and there other than their distinction from one another like can you can you define a there uh in any fundamental way other than saying that it's not here and then vice versa can you define what here is other than by saying it's not there you know it's like only the distinction but then again like where where does the distinction lie other than a vanishingly infinitesimal uh you know ghost of ghost of a concept it's like the only the only way that anything exists whatsoever is like in this transitoriness of attention that i'm talking about like this uh this apparent um motion between things that would seem that that would seem to have inherent substance it's only so in the transitoriness between them it's like only only in what would be termed like a like a lapse of of knowing that anything would exist but it's actually another way to put that is like it is it is um it is the supposed knowing like the act of knowing is is again like one of these syntaxes, one of these uh, definitions that separates that that makes a distinction from the knower and the known, and it's again vanishingly infinitesimally small to the point of not existing, and then so what becomes of the known and the knower? I don't know. Remember, wow. Yeah, remember uh do you remember way 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 back when when we were in when we started the video and there was just kind of reg, just kind of of uh a type of talking that had such a normalness to it. 
just such a such a uh, a refreshing uh, mundaneness to it. Uh, such such a uh, unaffected, unbelabored, um, not kind of non-functionality to it that just kind of seemed to be creating itself in this this sort of like reflexive uh, emergent growth. upon upon sort of a kernel of of really nothing and then and, and it had this it had this refreshing lack of profundity and then and now here we are you know sitting on the top of the mountain apparently and uh dramatically indulging in uh profound paradox and uh which which um in one in, in this optional formulation that i i'm going to delve into is uh a, is a problem a problemat it's problematic this um apparent affect of profundity is it really problematic no it's not we're just kind of choosing to interpret it that way um because we're 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 choosing to kind of manifest uh, aspects of identity. Identity. We're choosing to manifest characteristics of identity that have preference, where you know, uh, in which certain qualities are desirable over, over other qualities, and uh, so cer a certain quality of uh, humble um, mundaneness. Uh, and and uh, kind of non non utility um, has a certain we, we we're choosing to um, attribute a certain beauty to that and then um, and so necessarily we we have to uh, attribute apparent affected profundity or profound affect. Um, as being kind of debased and vulgar uh, in contrast. But of course, you know, this, these, are, uh, these are just sort of like arbitrary characteristics uh, that, that we are, are choosing to manifest in our identity right now for fun. Like, um, like we're, we're kind of just for fun uh, acting like there's a you and, and an I who... Uh, would have preferences that mean something that uh and could make valuations of certain things being good or certain things being bad or or better or worse or more or less beautiful um you know just for fun as if there's some kind of distinction to be made between um, a non-affected, uh, amusing, um, we could we could even say trivial type of um, uh, uh, self-generating language.
as opposed to uh, anything adopting any any sort of um, grandiosity. Excuse me for a moment, there's other humans nearby. GoPro, stop recording. Uh, and you may, you may recognize that, uh, there, that I, I just, I just engaged in, uh, a, another type of encapsulating this experience, which uh, then, after I after I briefly paused the recording uh, while I passed by another IRL human, you know, because we have to, I have to, I have to uh, perform kind of an, a, a normal type of sociality in the presence of other humans. Um, in, in the small gap of, uh, of, of seeming to like, of, of seeming to kind of like get a taste of, uh, a, a different framework of being that is a framework of not recording speaking to you. Uh, there, there started to emerge for a moment, like, uh, something that could, if it, if it had, if it had gone unchecked, could be, could manifest as a type of tiredness of doing this, or a type of, like, or just not so dramatic, but, like, readiness, ready to, uh, to stop, ready to end it and go home and, it's just, you know, of course it's not nearly even time for that yet. <clears throat> but, uh, then I started to examine, like, what that, what that, uh, apparent potential exhaustion might be, or, uh, might, uh, consist of. And, and I kind of realized that it was, in a way, another, another form of, drawing distinctions and uh drawing and 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 encapsulating and, and reducing reality and and trying to and an attempt to uh make it solid in a way by um by sort of realizing the difference between something like walking and talking and something like uh, normal life and and so like that would entail like let me try to clarify a little bit like the the apparent tiredness would have to would have to do with an, an encapsulation of 
my recent experience as being of a sort and uh, and therefore desiring difference and like desiring a, a different sort of experience from the one that I'm currently having and that uh, I'm I'm sort of interpreting to have been having uh, for you know what would be considered a sufficient amount of time already um, and I'm interpreting that that sort of gravity towards difference you know like 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 the the tiredness of attention like attention getting tired of of paying attention to uh, quote-unquote the same thing and wanting something new you know that uh, that gravity towards the difference to me is is nothing other than uh, the sort of the sort of gravity of 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 world building or you could say that the gravity of uh, of the gravity towards existence the gravity towards um, manifestation of things and stuff as being real as appearing as real and if that doesn't quite make sense let me try to explain a little more clearly like like the the uh, the apparent change uh, into the, the change between apparent states of like continuously speaking and continue continuously recording or conceptually also being like in a public space because it's like it's kind of as if it's a, it's kind of as if right now I'm in a public space and then uh, you know the, the the difference that I would be desiring would be to uh, change into being in a private space and not speaking audibly but to uh, be able to just think internally and of, of course I would be speaking you know there 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 would be there, there would be some kind of probably linguistic thought activity occurring and uh, in some ways that change of state appears as as attractive or alluring or, or appears to have some form of, of gravity towards it I'm saying because it's it's that change of state that or that apparent change of state I mean it's like not that there's anything fundamental actually changing but that apparent change of state uh, being one of the sorts of distinctions that creates a reality and and that uh, like mentally then um, there would be this division up of time into categories of being recorded and speaking audibly and continuously as opposed to being silent and and in relative privacy etc and uh, <laughs> And, and of course it's like neither of these opposing states or or we could just say like related relating states have any have any uh, inherent 
value to them. It's it's of course the the difference between them that uh, would would give any value. So you know, just for uh, a really a simple a simple way to observe that is like I don't walk and talk for long enough, and I increasingly get the urge to. And then once I've been walking and talking for long enough, I increasingly get the urge to stop. And, uh, and so it would appear to be, you know, some sort of equilibrium between the t that, that's uh, created by balancing the two. And um, we can observe those types of equilibriums in all facets of our life, you know. You haven't eaten for long enough, you increasingly get the desire to eat. You've been you've been eating so much you start to feel disgusting and want to stop eating or you start to get too full and need to stop eating. Uh, sleep, waking, exercising, resting, working, relaxing, working, chilling, etc. Like, you know, seemingly with any kind of like category of 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 activity that we could be doing we can categorize it as in opposition to something else and it's not that either of either one of those is like any kind of inherent um good or even inherently substantial even even something like a spiritual practice like meditating or something uh it's like you you know you may be drawn towards a spiritual practice because you you perceive some lack of that in your life and then you do it long enough it's like you start to feel the gravity towards going back to normal life like normal life shit starts to build up after you've been meditating for a long or or whatever it is you're doing and there there just wouldn't be any such a thing as a spiritual practice were not it for the supposed mundane uh, banal uh, regular life that's not spiritual and vice versa you know what I mean vice versa like there there wouldn't be a, a mundane life if there were not uh, if there were not also apparently some super profound mystery going on but it's uh, but it, but it, but then again it's like those are these are the types of distinctions that uh, we use to like apparently create reality, and that's that's why I like that's why I like distraction uh, has such a um, a gravity towards it, you know, media, or or just you know whatever it is that distracts us, you know, quote unquote distracts us, the things that we uh, have a certain gravity a gravitation towards that uh maybe maybe our uh the angels of our better judgment would uh otherwise inhibit it's because the distraction is like the by distraction i mean just like the the relative rapidity of shifting of attention towards apparent other things um and that's 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 the draw towards reality. It's like the wanting for something to be real. You know what I mean? Like, um, like as I as I keep walking and talking here, and as as I keep talking, and I, I like, I I feel experientially 
the 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 just baseless nature and the the baseless and paradoxical nature of absolutely not only just everything that I'm saying but everything that would uh, be in my experience everything that's framed by what I'm saying and anything that might lie outside of the frame of what I'm saying um, as I, I'm as I uh, experience what I can only describe as its total instability um, like it's it's like something the the it's it's like then you know the opposite of it became becomes what's desirable because the this instability that is the instability that is kind of observed by uh relatively a relative attention and now now i have to i have to kind of deter i have to determine such terms as attention um, as being relative to distraction and distraction being relative to attention and these things not having inherent meaning in themselves but having this binary type of meaning just like anything else but uh, you know in what we would categorize as this experience there is a marked instability that is uh, revealed or maybe could even be said to be being generated um, by our relative attention and therefore uh, if this instability you know seem starts to become substantial if the instability starts to appear as a relatively stable characteristic of experience then we we immediately are drawn towards its its uh its opposing binary where if this if this is if if something if such a phenomenon such as instability which uh i mean weirdly enough is like kind of better better defined as the absence of phenomenon or like the the emptying out of phenomenon or or it's sort of like the annihilation of phenomena if um if in our perception if if in our sort of active uh, world building in our in our creation of this very moment we start to create instability as a thing as sort of an entity it immediately starts to also um, sort of call forth um, into the into the margins of our experience its opposite and its opposite bring manifest with this this pull towards it and the opposite meaning the the uh the apparent stability of quote unquote normal experience but then and so like you know in my in my um in my construction of this present situation that i'm sort of referring to the apparent stability of the normal experience of of quote unquote regular life of of not walking and talking and just being silent and walking and then you know I can and imagining the uh, imagining the 
manifestation of 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 um a more solid seeming reality that involves uh phenomena that are are are, are seemingly so incontrovertible such as hunger and tiredness and uh, physical tiredness you know um the these uh things that these 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 characteristics of experience that seem so undeniable you know facts of life the need to eat and the need to rest your body uh and then like you know maybe even uh less sort of empirical ones but 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 pretty relatively real nonetheless is like the need to like rest your mind or something and or or the need to have this um opposing experience to this of like mental privacy or something like that um but like you might you might kind of notice that in a sense uh there there seems to be some, like some kind of extent to which uh even even this like arising duality like has has some has has some degree of of optionality to it you know what i mean like obviously since i began since i since i took this short uh break passing by a person and and then starting to uh describe at great length uh what what occurred in the few seconds that the camera was off um the 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 description and and the the looking into that experience has become itself uh something of the opposite of that of what that experience was conceived to be and uh with the, with the sort of recognition of of this activity going on of categorizing like this experience as being a thing as as being walking and talking as opposed to normal life like the the recognition of that act of making that distinction it's like it becomes it becomes also an option to not make that distinction and to be like well this apparent experience right now can just as well can just as equally um be be conceived of as normal life like this this is just normal life i mean and and then it, it just is just as much as it is anything else I'm just I'm just walking and talking and recording it. And you're you're just sitting there listening or standing listening or walking or or driving or or whatever you happen to be doing. And maybe if you're not even listening, you're hearing. Maybe you're just hearing or just seeing or something. And this is this is all perfectly normal. But of you know, of course that's of course like even even such even such a like apparent sort of like universal 
uh, type of categorization of an experience as being perfectly normal is of course itself um, one side of this dichotomy that that we're that you're well aware of now that we're talking about and so it's kind of like Well, just to preface this, I, I, I can't begin to actually speak anything at all about what's going on here without, without uh, actively engaging in contradiction. But it's uh, as if we're, we are it's as if we are uh, persisting in, in kind of um, an activity of continual incorporation of everything. You know, like in continuing to kind of like incorporate all the sorts of distinctions or dichotomies uh, or dualities that start to appear to us and uh, like in this in this persistence in you know what I what I have to admit is a a uh, a framework it is kind of like there is there is we have to admit uh, a distinction that's being continually upheld here that is this framework of walking and talking of, of continuously talking and of, of it being a communique that is it, it being publicly available but more to the point just like it, it being this communication between you and I, you know, whether, whether it's, I suppose it's one way, so whether you want to call it communication or not uh, is up, up to us, but it, it does seem to be that we are, we are inside of, uh, we, we are in this experience can be conceived as being inside of something and and that just being the this distinction that uh, of walking and talking like and then but then that that also requiring the outside and and the outside being you know what I've been talking about of not talking But then, you know, here I was also just not talking for a moment. And so...
I can again it's it's possible to remark upon upon what seems to be going on and I, and I keep saying seems because it, it would it would kind of seem as if like the the truest remark of upon what could actually be said to be happening uh, would be silence you know can prolonged silence which you know of course you and I are very familiar with but but then again now that I say that it's not actually true that 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 would be you know any kind of ultimately true uh, reflection of what's going on uh, and of course like what I'm saying is is revealing itself to be meaningless in this moment of saying it already uh, even the idea of like the, the notion of a true reflection of what's going on is itself um, obviously an oxymoron. But it's like, you know, there's a, there was a moment of, there was a moment of silence just back there of, uh, and and, and what what is the what what does the moment of silence mean? Like, like I, I stopped talking for a moment, um, which you know seems in one sense quite natural. Of if if interpreted as I got tired of talking or I didn't know what to say, and that's like like both of those things are kind of true statements like I didn't know what to say uh, I was tired of talking I, I, uh, I wasn't sure how to proceed like these are all like as valid as interpretations of the the, the brief silence as any but then uh, and, and like Those those relative truths having like like accompanying with them um, a type of problem, a type of dissonance between uh, this conceptual framework that I'm that you and I really are continually upholding uh, by having this interaction that we're having, and my apparent felt experience. Uh, of you know apparently not knowing what to say being being um, in conflict with that framework that that you know we are, we are kind of actively uh, keeping this framework up you know like it like like the the framework the framework of walking and talking for four hours uh, doesn't doesn't actually have something like something like any eternal intrinsic existence outside of the the active world building that we are doing right now 
you know, it's, it's actually implicit in everything that seems to be happening here. And then, and then I did start talking again. And when I started talking again, the, 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 the apparent kind of information that would spur me to do so was simply another one of these kind of observations of an arbitrary um, again kind of encapsulation of what's what's going on like um, and even if it's even if it's just like something as basic as um, a thought occurring to myself that I have been walking and talking for what feels like a long time now And uh, that, you know, th like that sort of thought being a type of, uh, a type of containing thought, like to, uh, a, a type of, of trying to draw in, in fact, it, it, it's, it's a type of trying to draw in the most apparent facets of my state at the present time of thinking that, which happen to be my memories, my, my amalgamated memory of the recent past, my amalgamated memory of the, the, uh, the, the, the defined chunk of time that I'm uh, ostensibly continuing to to persist in this 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 uh, chunk of time defined as walking and talking and uh, in a silence of apparent not knowing what to say or like an apparent what what would from one perspective be a lapse of thought or something like the, like this uh this endless chain of, of verbal thought, like coming to an apparent lapse or pause. It, it wasn't actually, it was just from one apparent aspect of uh, whatever seems to be observing what's going on. But then like this other thought arises that's like very basic. It's, it's a very, it's a very just like I have been walking and talking for a long time. That's a very basic, uh, normal type of thought to have. But then again, it's it's also can be seen as this this uh, this big trying to pull together of experience, trying trying to um, trying to kind of solidify what would otherwise be all this uh, disparate fragments of of reality all the all the disparate fragments of of chopping up and, and dividing experience and um, you know 
apparent, well, well, really just like, it's, it's weird. It, it's like, that type of thought is, is actually the, the creation of my reality. At the same time that, at the same time that it could also be said to be like uh, the, the destruction of my reality, as in destruction, as in reducing. It's, uh, it's on one hand ostensibly reducing uh, an amalgamation of remembered experience into um, a, 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 a small unit that is this, this concept. I have been walking and talking for a long time And so it's a, a reduction, but then it's also like what it's reducing things into is also like part of it's part of this pull towards uh, making something be like uh, like making that making that be a, a reality. And sure, it's it doesn't. Uh, that's a that's a that's a type of concept that doesn't conflict um, with the other aspects of my experience. It it it, it seems, but then but then also the, it's as if right now something else is uh, coming online, uh, so to speak. Another. I could, I could, I could describe it as a, a, a different form of awareness or um, I could say like just now there is a, a different, a, a qualitatively different characteristic of my experience. But then I, it's like I feel simultaneously earnest about this statement that I'm making and simultaneously uh, suspect of it of uh, because you know professing this this qualitative change to of to my awareness is also weirdly enough like uh, implying a, a type of reality to past experience against which this would have to contrast, but uh, you know, just something as simple as like um, of noticing that, uh, like like noticing the activity of talking from from a different perspective, uh, a perspective that's that's uh, less identified with the talking, but then of course like. But then, of course, they, they seem to merge again, or the talking seems to then uh, migrate to be identified with uh, this supposed other perspective that I'm talking about now. So, you know, just to try to rephrase that more intelligibly, like, have you ever had this experience of being, of having been talking for a very long time? 
maybe it's in conversation and then uh, um, some part of you realizes that you've been talking for a long time and then maybe it's time to shut up and let the other person talk well what like what is that that implies this difference between the part of you that was talking and the part of you that noticed you had been talking for a long time and that part of you that noticed you had been talking for a long time is becomes immediately dissociated or I guess that has a negative connotation just disidentified with the talking and so like it's like now you're your real now you're your real self and uh like the the self that was uh doing the talking is no longer your real self it's actually like a it's actually being observed as as like a, a third party objective like, like a third party which is your past self like observing your past self and even if you have a concept of your past self that past self exists um really as a, as a third party not as not as the not as the first person who observes who is there to uh think of a past self you know what i mean and uh, it's like i feel i feel all the time disidentified with my past self i'm like even even such like very very normal and very typical and common uh psychological behaviors of you know being either proud or ashamed or embarrassed um or some somewhere in between of things you've done or said in the past or ways you've been like in the past it's like obviously that's not who you are now uh you know that's, that's like and it doesn't even have to be in any kind of big way it's just like the past self is a, is is a third party uh thing that that's experienced uh in close to the way that supposed objective reality is is experienced or the way that other people are perceived um but then like when you have when you have that that sort of alteration of awareness where you seemingly make a jump from you, you you seem to make a jump from being the one who is talking to the one who observes that you have been talking for too long uh where it gets it gets closer to the heart of things or it gets closer to the present it gets it gets a little bit closer to who you think you are um when when you can um observe that process of disidentification um uh, in in something that's closer to like real time you know what i mean uh and i suppose that this is a a a common feature of this of what i'm calling this type of experience of uh walking and talking but it you know it's it's of course like there's nothing special about this type of experience that uh makes that happen except you know 
it being this framework that I'm that you and I are upholding. Against which we have this other uh, we have this idea of the outside of walking and talking that is the the rest of normal life that we might be we might be tempted to characterize as uh, having something like a more distracted quality to it where uh, the relative distraction of things the the um, the amalgamation the amalgamated uh, interrelation of the relatively information rich and more quickly uh, shifting phenomena of experience you know just the all th things and stuff happening would seem to give rise to a more apparently substantial type of reality where things where where things are hard and solid and there's I identity but uh it's not really really the case you know it's because it's like everything that arises from that like the would be uh problems with that that we might describe like the uh insecurities the fears uh the, the desires and aversions and want, wanting th stuff and wanting people and wanting things to be a different way than they are and um, the uh, you know the, the, just just the sort of like uh, reaching towards whatever might appear to be something solid or substantial or stable you know the the, the uh, reaching towards stability like is in is in itself like just the same the same thing as this it is in itself the same instability it is the same it it, it is the same nothingness elaborating on itself just in in a way that we we're sort of like arbitrarily choosing to classify as different than uh, this arbitrary classification of uh, some kind of some kind of practice, some kind of uh, discipline of walking and talking, or whatever that discipline might be. like if you know like like this is all like that is all and this is all just more more of the fundamental tautology um, extrapolating itself but I don't know if extrapolating is, is the right word because it's not like it goes it's not like the nothing it's not like there's an external to the nothing that um, it can it can 
um, extrapolate into. It's I, f I feel like the, the more apt analogy, at least for me, would be like an, an inward extrapolation. Is there a word for that? I mean, Chris Langen uh, talks about conspansion, and uh, that term is more in the context of cosmology uh, and theoretical physics and mathematics. Um, but I, I wonder if there's like, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to think of more generalized way to articulate that. Like, uh, conspansion being this idea that cosmologically, um, you know, we, we, uh, uh, physicists or cosmologists would, would refer to the universe as expanding like the universe is expanding, or uh, but uh, if if we're talking about all like if we're if we're me if what we mean by the universe is actually all of reality, and uh, you know who who isn't really like in that in this field like who who isn't really trying to understand all of reality, you know, I guess. Aren't, aren't, and isn't it in a way, like, aren't all of us in some way, like, uh, trying to understand all of reality? Like, could that, isn't, isn't that like kind of an, an inevitable, uh, part of life? Like, like, could anyone, is, is there, is there any real sense in which, uh, any of us is ever not could be said to actually not be trying to understand all of reality. I don't know, maybe, perhaps I'm just like uh, overly projecting my own experience or something. Um, but regardless, um, so if we're thinking of everything that is, that is like, you know, universe with a capital U understood as everything, expanding, like, what does it actually mean to be expanding? What's it expanding into if there isn't anything else? Because, like, you know, we're talking about reality as as this as this tautological statement of everything that is real, or the universe being everything that exists. If, like, everything that exists cannot actually expand, because the concept of expansion implies a relation to something other that it's relation that it's expanding in relation to or within or next to or something like that or in comparison to you know what i mean it's like just uh you could even you could come to that understanding even through just general relativity of like That all all this motion is only like like motion and change can only be relative to each other to to something other like with no reference point the idea of expansion is is a total totally meaningless category uh, and so Langan calls it conspansion in which it's like 
it's like it's expanding inward, you know? It's a, it's a, you know, we, we could kind of, we can kind of imagine this in, in three-dimensional matter. If we imagine all of matter uh, shrinking, like continuously shrinking in relation to, uh, you know, the, the apparent edges of the universe. I mean, like, maybe the universe doesn't have edges it, it, exactly, but in, in, a, in a type of mental model where we, we you know, are, are tending to, in our minds, kind of think of things in Euclidean space-time, uh, and and uh, if we are if we are actually attempting to conceive of all of reality, if we're you know the capital U universe, um, it seems it seems almost inevitable that we're gonna like conceive it as having some kind of boundary because it's like we like conception actually cannot um, happen without boundaries that you you cannot actually conceive uh, anything that is actually boundless. It is not actually possible of conception. It's like conception uh, by definition uh, involves boundaries. Uh, so, so like, you know, now we're just doing this kind of exercise. Maybe we'll get to something uh, afterwards, but this exercise, you know, like uh, if you have ever try to think of the universe or like try to think about uh, everything that is what reality is like inevitably uh, it means you are creating a model a representation that is going to have some kind of boundary so you you know I guess in my mind like this this sort of natural thing that comes to my mind would be you know like a uh, something spherical like there's there's a boundary to a sphere and that and thinking of that as the entire universe, all of reality. And so, as we said earlier, it can't be expanding because there's nothing for it to expand into or expand in relation to. Um, so the, the expansion that we do empirically observe through our extended senses, through um, astronomy, like we do actually observe this um, ex this um, growing space between us and and distant um, distant um, astronomical objects, other stars and such. This uh, this expansion could be thought of equally as as validly as as a shrinking of everything is 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 actually shrinking. And it can be said to be shrinking in relation to, I mean, the boundaries, either in relation to the boundaries of the universe or the boundaries of reality, or actually kind of um, more, even, even more validly, I think, in relation to the space in between them. And then the, this, the space in between them can actually be said to exist because there is a distinction there. There is the, there is the matter which we are defining in relation to non-matter or the space between matter. And so it can actually, without going into any 
uh, impossible paradoxes or contradictions be said to be continuously shrinking in regards to the space in between them. Uh, and and that's, that's, you know, seems like actually, uh, it, it, it is of course not something that um, has, that, that's a model that, you know, doesn't have an ultimate truth to it, but it, it actually does seem to be, um, um, a better way of thinking about that, about the universe than as expanding, you know, into non-existence because that in itself brings up, um, a, a contradiction in terms. Um, but I, I, and so I, I'm describing all this stuff in terms of cosmology or, or astronomy or whatever, uh, just in order to, in order to actually, uh, relate it to something that seems, that, that appears to be, uh, more directly in our immediate experience, that is like what we're experiencing right now in this moment, um, and, um, you know, the, the, uh, the conceptual categorization that I would say, um, is, uh, kind of prevalent, uh, right here and now would be, you know, this, this, uh, activity of walking and talking, this, this video, this recording, this, this podcast, whatever, whatever we want to call this, whatever, uh, this is, um, in a sense, is, you know, it's like, if we, if we try to imagine what this is from, from an imagined, uh, third, third party perspective, an outside perspective, you know, that, you know, admit, admittedly, like, let's admit to ourselves that we, there, there effectively now is not an exterior viewpoint to this experience that you and I are having. Like, like, you know, just, just even if, even if you are thinking of one, you know, you're thinking of your past self or your future self or an alternate version of yourself who is not currently listening to this or, uh, or a, a different person who is not yourself who is not listening to this. Uh, well, we just have to concede that, uh, ooh, guard a snake, snake break. What a beauty. This is the second, second snake break in a row in terms of the last episode. Also had a beautiful garter snake uh, giving us a, a, a great snake break. Maybe, but maybe we'll come back to this guy. Because it, it seems like there's a, a line of thought that has some momentum here. So I'll just try, try not to lose it. Um, so we just have, we we kind of have to concede, uh, at least for the sake of this argument, that um, any any exterior uh, perspective to this this experience, however we want to define it, you know, as 
a video or a podcast or, or just like, you know, in more immediate terms, this experience uh, you are having of hearing this and seeing what you're seeing and experiencing everything that you're experiencing, any exterior viewpoint is kind of imaginary in a sense. It is, in fact, a, being projected out of this experience, right? It's like even like regardless of regardless of whatever ontological status we're going to give to things like our past self or our future self or an alternate version of ourselves or other people or other perspectives in the world, we do have to acknowledge that um, uh, though at present, you know, uh, in terms of what is now, uh, all those perspectives are merely components of this present experience or this perspective. Now, uh, that in itself has some very interesting implications that I think we can uh, explore in depth further, but uh, we'll leave it there for now to continue on with uh, the current thought experiment or, or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> now, now, what exactly would I, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so if we, if we do try and go ahead and imagine this external perspective on this experience, what would this experience be like? Like in, in the, in the term, in the, in the context of this external experience. Now, um, a way to imagine it might be what would your, what would your future self uh, remember about this about this right now, or how how would this exist as a memory uh, in your future self, or uh, like, or or another way is like how how would you describe what is happening right now to another person who who didn't have the same experience. You know, how would you, how would you describe it? Or, or, or like, maybe to put it in a plain and simple way, if somebody asked you what this podcast or this, or this video is about, or like, what would you say? Or if they asked you, what is it like? What would you say? What, like, what is it, what is this video or audio like or or maybe or maybe even to uh to raise the stakes a little bit like if somebody asked you um what exactly is your present experience like what would you say and could you say anything that would be really true i mean I understand that you could engage in truthfulness uh, when when attempting to describe it. You could you could you could abstain from consciously uh, misrepresenting your experience. You you know you would you would consciously abstain from saying like uh, I'm the, my present experience is being eaten. Uh, by a Bigfoot 
present experience is uh, having my hair on fire. So, so that's easy enough, but could you describe it in, in a perfectly true and accurate way? Um, but then, so, you know, just like try this thought experiment of like, try describing exactly your present experience, like to someone, to another, to an apparent other perspective. And um, of course, I, I mean, I, th I think if you're anything like me, or if, if you're, if you're, subjectivity at all resembles any of the the sort of like most fundamental characteristics of my subjectivity you might find as i find that it's 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 actually impossible to say any 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 real truth about it because you you find that uh everything that you say is in fact like what we've been calling encapsulations or reductions or amalgamations or or constructions that you you can't represent it without some form of construction which refers to something other also that like you can't you can't represent it without uh, some external referent that is not what it's like you know what i mean like any any descriptor that you're going to use like is existing in a certain kind of syntax that is not in itself like inherently uh, fundamental to the experience or inherently necessary to the experience or or like inherently emerging out of the experience it's in fact something that comes from this 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 other you know Which is kind of like, and then if you if you take the implications of like of that, it's like there just simply is nothing to this experience, and then the implications of that is there there is nothing to any experience. Um, and so. Okay, like this, this was all actually in, in service of, in service of another uh, point, if you will. It's not exactly like these aren't exactly points per se, uh, but this other, this other point that this that that like you know this idea is all in service of, is that, like, what this is is. If you're trying to if you're trying to encapsulate it in any real way it's like you come up with nothing like this is at this is most fundamentally nothing like and you can extend that to any way that you want to mentally uh, think of this experience I mean even even the term this experience at all uh, you can think of as as essentially and fundamentally nothing and like uh, if you f if you feel like lost about that like you could you could maybe backtrack a bit and, and like just follow up to here to to like um, try to get a grip on on, on why I'm saying that
but it, it's it's like if if um if if it's like ontologically this is they're 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 just this is this 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 is nothing of course there seems to be of course this seems to bring up a further kind of contradiction and paradox that it seems like this this which we're saying is nothing is actually incredibly uh phenomenally rich with with detail it's it's incredibly it's incredibly rich with detail and information it's incredibly information rich like more there 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 is potentially more information here than would ever be conceivable in a thousand lifetimes I mean, just in this, like, in, in your experience, your experience right now, everything that you can experience right now, like, the, the, the potential information that's contained, that seems to be contained within this nothing, is infinitely rich. And it, go, it extends into infinite, uh, like, you know, kind of fractal regress any direction that you, that you look in. You know, just to take one kind of example of analogy, it's just like take one's visual field. I mean, and even if even if you say you don't have a visual field, even if you were, uh, if your eyes are closed, or even if you are, well, okay. So then this this becomes this big question of if one is congenital congenitally uh, blind. Um, is there still visual experience? And, and that's, you know, that's a whole nother topic that I, I don't feel um, adequately informed to delve into. But um, just for the sake of this example, let's assume you have a visual field. Just uh, you, could, you could look closer at any one apparent object or area or 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 infinitesimally small point of information that appears in your visual field and zoom in on it and there would be this increasing um th there would be this this growing amount of information within whatever small point that you choose and you zoom in as far as the senses will allow and then zoom even further with uh, all available extensions extensions of our sensory apparatus, including a mi microscope and the most powerful electron microscope, and you know it just it just keeps going, and uh, it's not like you reached the end. You just it's not like you reached the end of information. You just reached the end of the capacity of the microscope. You essentially reached. The end of you you reached the end of uh, the capacity of your your current capacity of perception, but you didn't actually reach the end because there's infinitely other uh, points that you you could have zoomed in on. But even even that piece of information, that that ostensible piece of visual information, it's not inherently any piece of visual information because the it 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 having any informational status is completely dependent on um this whole host 
of of like of of conception you know this whole this whole other web of knowledge that gives it any informational status like it's only informa like like seeing a rock like um ostensibly i'm seeing a uh um countless rocks in my visual experience right now and i can arbitrarily choose one of those rocks any one of them and zoom in on it um as far as my you know my uh as i'm gonna do it i i, I picked out a rock in my visual field i'm just gonna get closer to it so i'm i'm zooming in you know, via my biological perception, but you know, of course, that's related to uh, my my perception is also like I think highly related to my motility. You know, that I'm that I'm moving towards a thing, and or the thing appears to be moving closer to me, and then I can get close to it as and 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 kind of observe it. I, I mean, actually, I can't even observe it with, uh, to the limits of my own natural biological sensory apparatus. Uh, I can't observe all of it. It's it like, because, because that, that in itself just has no limit. I could observe any, any part of the rock and, uh, from any angle and from any distance and uh that would just that would just get endless or like but even say that it does have you know a finite amount of perspectives or something on the rock then it's like uh then we have like the uh, extensions of our sensory apparatus so we have magnifying lenses and we have microscopes and we can just keep going and then uh we we reach you know maybe an apparent limit to our extended senses, uh, but that limit implies implies in itself the possibility for more. Uh, but I, I'm I'm getting a little you know I'm getting a little beyond myself here. All this is to say that, in a sense, like this this concept of conspansion. Uh, could be just just applied to uh, experience in the whole, like, um, and it, it could be like sort of. We can think metaphorically of this of this episode of walking and talking as being um, something like that, like a like a a conspansion, because like uh, like as we we're as I was talking about before, like like say. You know, we're just using this as kind of like a coarse metaphor. Like, what if, if somebody's asking you what this ep what this video or what this podcast was about or what it was like? Um, like, what what would come to my mind is like it, it, it's not really about anything. Like that that's the kind of the the honestly the best I could say. Like, it's not about anything. It's it's like you know. Or, or something like it's it's pretty much just about itself. Uh, like I, I wouldn't say that it's about me, although like, and in, in case you know, maybe there maybe there is some vanity or narcissism here that is going unexamined, and and this is like you know in in some oblique way 
all about me in some vain way that I'm not aware of, but uh, if I were speaking to as honestly as I could, I would say this is, this is pretty much not about anything other than itself. Um, or, you know, or something to that effect. <clears throat> and yet, and then so like, you know, maybe, let's say maybe you would say something like that too. And, and then, uh, you know, we can, we can pretty easily imagine the person that you're explaining this to, to be kind of confused. Uh, because, you know, maybe they would say, well, uh, okay, but it's four hours long and this, this dude is talking the whole time and he's, and really he's talking for four hours continuously without saying anything. And, you know, I would, I would say, yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, and so, and, the, but then, but then at the same time, like, if I'm being honest, about this experience, it's also, like, simultaneously incredibly rich. Like, with, with, with all this potency, with, with all this potentiality, like, like, all the, all the kind of vast infinite possibility of every moment, or, or every, every, every little facet of experience, like, uh, having this potential to open up into the, uh, infinite facets of itself. There's, there's, there just is, um, there's just this infinity of potential information kind of constantly revealing its, that characteristic of itself, constantly revealing its infinite potentiality to itself, its infinite potentiality of continuing to conspand, if you will, to like continue to reveal more and more and more and more complexity the, close, the closer we observe absolutely any little facet. And it just keeps going like a fractal. And, and you, could, you, could, you could zoom out just as much as you zoom in. And still, and still, you know, never, never come to any end of, of the potential information. Never come to any end of the potential richness. And so that's why I'm saying that this is, this is kind of like analogous to this, this more cosmological metaphor of, of, Conspand of the conspanding universe that Chris Langan talks about.
But as I, as I mentioned before, oh, excuse me, I'm, I am uh, getting slightly uh, nasally congested here. Uh, it is it is the coldest day of the season so far. Although I, I did, uh, after learning uh, that a a a, uh, a pretty stringent scientific study revealed spirulina to be an effective uh, agent against rhinitis, allergic rhinitis, by acting as an antihistamine, essentially having uh, the same function as, as your Benadryl or whatever that you would take, but without the negative side effects. I did rush out and buy some spirulina, and I did ingest, uh, I don't know, three, three or four grams of spirulina this morning. Um, however, there is still some amount of nasal congestion, but it may be due to uh, the cold air entering my nostrils. Regardless, um, there, there was um, a thing that we, we left off of earlier when I was kind of describing to you this sort of thought experiment of imagining another perspective other than the, the apparent perspective that you're having now. And, and this is like, you know, we do this all the time. We're constantly doing this. We are, we are constantly imagining other people's perspectives upon, on us, you know, and, and, and adjusting our behavior socially, of course. And this is, this is normal and all, all good and normal. Uh, or to, you know, imagine, imagine perhaps your future self reflecting back on your present self um, and and we found ourselves having to concede the reality that all these these uh, other perspectives are in fact phenomena within this ex this perspective or this experience all these other experiences like so far like like in like they can only they can only truly said to be exist in so far as being aspects of this experience uh we talked about this just you know a few minutes ago um and uh of course sort of uh a somewhat obvious outcome of this line of thinking might be solipsism, the idea that um, we cannot prove the existence of other subjectivities outside of 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 our own subjectivity, and so so it is is logically like it's it's kind of logically unfalsifiable. Um, the existence of multiple subjectivities 
they could they could also they could all merely be uh illusions or appearances within uh this experience you know like you are the only subjectivity um but i think that that is i think that that as a conclusion is 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 really falling short of something it's it's missing uh something crucial which is let me let me see if i can describe this uh like if there if there if there is no other perspective in a meaningful sense then then uh what what meaning then does this this perspective have so if there's if there's no other real entity really experiencing anything if there's only this one there like you know in 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 scare quotes you are the only real experiencing entity uh and all of the universe is only an illusion within your mind okay uh the 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 question becomes like what 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 ontological status then is is the you does the you is the you left with like can it can the you as a perspective like still really uh be said to exist and you know it, like in some way like in kind of a on the surface it would seem to be like like yes there there's there is a apparent experience right but but however we we have seen we we've kind of like we've kind of like gone through in in here the the kind of absence of this experience the the kind of like the 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 total kind of dependency of this experience on on the total total kind of dependency on what would be the other you know like the dependency of this like having some having any having any this experience like the the quote unquote you that would be the the solipsist the 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 only experiencing entity uh in reality that you that experience is is, is completely dependent on on the other in a way that that removes any any substantial ontological status you know what i'm saying it 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 destroys any inherent existence to it and the and, and so like the sort of like the apparent but the the apparent substance the apparent the apparent content of experience or or like even the apparent um the apparent existence of experience at all is in fact constructed by all these distinctions 
that are that are dependent on 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 the the supposition of other viewpoints do you know what i'm do you know what i'm saying like uh or not even just not even just necessarily other viewpoints it's like there there is there is no experience without both the experiencer which implicitly exists within a world that is experienced but uh i i i guess like the claim that that uh solipsism would would make would be that the experiencer is is everything but then like what and and if 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 the apparent world that is that would be the illusion is only within the experiencer I think I, I think I would have to say I I feel like these distinctions break down you know It's like um it's like it's like we it's like this solipsism like we just have to kind of point out that we are in fact imagining solipsism in with with dependence on on its opposite with with dependence like like this the, the, the this this concept of a, a solipsistic reality is the concept itself is is dependent on on what we are implicitly uh assuming to be the opposite of it to be you know an experiencer within an experiencer that exists within a materialistic world uh, I'm not sure if that is I'm not sh- I'm not confident that what I just said is self-evident. So it might it might take some more explicating. That's a that's a fancy word for saying explaining. Which is a fancy uh word for saying splaining, splaining. Take some more splaining to do. Like it's, I mean, like another another way to another angle to to uh, take a whack at it from is like uh, what what then what then is this what then is this uh, self that would be uh, the soul experiencing entity? Uh, obviously. It couldn't be your body because it's it's uh it's quite elementary to observe that uh the body is is contiguous with the rest of 
um, apparent reality, you know, your your toenails uh, fall off where you cut them off and you throw them in the trash and uh, your hair gets cut off or it falls out, your skin flakes off and uh, you take a you take a shit and you take a piss and um, all of those stuff then become not your body they become the rest of the world and obviously you're eating food and you're drinking water and that stuff that was formerly the world becomes your body um, but you don't even you don't even need that kind of logic to understand this it's just like look your body uh, is an aspect of your experience and your body is a phenomenon within your experience you see it you don't actually you don't actually see your head um, by the way but you see the rest of your body you see your body that's not your head uh, and your neck you don't really see your neck um, it's you can sort of see some of your back it's kind of hard if you twist around you can sort of see some of your back um, you can kind of see your see uh, some of your butt, but you can't really get a a good full-on straight view of your own butt. And then you're like, "But I can look in a mirror, or I can look at a photo of myself." And uh, but um, what is what? I mean, your reflection in your in the mirror is is just that. It's a reflection in the mirror. It is, in fact, an observable phenomenon in supposedly in the world. It's not, it's supposedly not you, right? It's like, you know, you're, you're obviously, your body is a part of the world. Your body is not the experiencer. It's not the you that, that uh, it's not the same. It's obviously not the same you that we are referring to when we're talking about the you that would be the solipsistic experiencer of uh, the illusory uh, world. So your body is part of the world. And then, so then, <clears throat> so what is the you? Then it's, then it's the thoughts, right? It, it would be like the, the, the amalgamation of memories and, and thoughts. Uh, but then, you know, if we look at that, it's actually, it actually can't be that either. Because, you know, as, as we observe when we do this, when I walk and talk, and probably when you listen to me walk and talk, it's like, or if you, you know, spent, spent any time doing anything for a long period of time, or spent any time paying any kind of attention to anything, you can observe that the thoughts are not independent of the world they they are in complete dependence and relation to the world all the language is learned from outside of me and just by the by the mere by the mere fact that you can understand the words that i'm saying it's obvious that the language is not something originating from within this uh, inherent self it's something out there and and the thoughts you know the if the thoughts make any sort of sense to you if there's any form of understanding 
going on here that is itself a demonstration of the 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 non-independent uh origin of these thoughts it's like you know they they are in in absolute relation and absolute dependence on a thought that exists out there in the world between different understanding entities or even if those even if there weren't these other understanding entities then the the thought would would have to you know even if we are assuming a solipsistic universe then these these thoughts are in fact completely related and dependent on the illusory thoughts that appear to be being expressed um, by all these imaginary figments of our imagination you know that appear in our imaginary world that we that we this solipsistic experiencer are hallucinating um, and so in a way the thoughts are in fact part of the hallucination so if you know if we if we concede that the self is not the thoughts either then it's like what is it like the uh we, we can kind of we can kind of point towards this uh, a supposed entity that is witnessing the thoughts or or try to point towards the supposed enti entity that is like the locus of control of of thinking you know the the originator of volition and will <clears throat> but you know as i as i could as i could delve into deeply it's like when when you when you look closer at that when you when you chase when you chase that entity that which is either the witness or the locus of control the the uh, originator of volition you come up empty-handed. You come into emptiness. You come through it into emptiness. And so, this is this is kind of a long-winded way of kind of debunking um, any kind of theory of of solipsism system as as uh, as representing um a misunderstanding or a uh, a fragmented understanding of of reality just cuz this this idea of one one single experiencer that um uh, Within which um, all of the rest of the world is uh, hallucinated amalgamation of phenomena. It it kind of it kind of the idea kind of destroys itself when you start to like examine what would what would be the the when you try to try to start to examine the ontological status of the experiencer. And, and try to 
you know, try to give it some inherent existence independent of that which it hallucinates, you know, independent of those phenomena that, uh, that appear in its dream. It's like if, if the world is a, if the world is only a dream to the experiencer, it, it, it actually does follow from that, that, that the experiencer is also only a part of the dream. And uh, when you go that far, when you go that far, that's where I think this, this idea of solipsism starts to um, be, be more uh, reconcilable or, or, or in a sense like less in conflict um, with these other observations. But uh, at that point, the the term of solipsystem, the idea of of solipsystem, be, be, becomes meaningless because it's like because it's like uh, like maybe you can maybe you can say that. The existence of other beings is illusory, but the existence of other beings is only illusory to the same extent that the existence of you is illusory, that the existence of experience itself is illusory, that subjectivity itself is illusory. You, uh, like it's, you know, I can see how it's like maybe somehow tempting to to go towards uh, this model of there being a, a single subjectivity. Uh, but, you know, that's only... That model is only interesting and, in fact, only meaningful in its in contradiction to um, this other sort of conventional uh, model of reality that we operate under which is that there are uh, multiple individual subjectivities. When I stop talking for a moment, it's like the sort of uh, absurdity of all this emerges. It emerges as a you know an arbitrary characterization of what's going on.
And with this, I, I am going to actually take a whiz break. GoPro, stop recording. Now, an, an interesting thing to note is that um, kind of like this whole cycle of thought that I've been on re solipsism um, has kind of cycled back to this what I would call as kind of a, a default a default reality of this idea that there are uh, multiple subjective experiencing entities within a larger objective world you know it just seems that just seems in a way I, i'm just calling it default because it's like that really seems like the normal way to uh <clears throat> go about living i mean what to operate under what, what, what does it really mean what i'm what i'm saying You know, it just, it just seems, uh, seems kind of natural, right? Like, uh, for instance, I, I pass by another hiker and then I, uh, I temporarily stop talking to you because I'm, I'm regarding their subjective experience and, and uh, well, I guess, I mean, in some way, it's also just kind of like, a, in a way, a self-interest of, um, I do it because I, I don't want to uh, divert any attentional energy or, or, or just attention towards um, trying to negotiate my projected image of myself that I that I project to exist within their subjective experience that is I don't I don't want I, I want to I want to project actually as minimal as possible um, of of a representation of myself within their subjective experience or in other words I don't want to be thinking about them thinking about me and so I behave in a way to create the most normative social interaction that I possibly can between myself and a passing hiker so that in my mind I'm thinking as little as possible about what they are thinking about our about about this interaction so that I can devote all of my attention to um, this interaction that I'm having with you.
which this is this is interesting you know um like i'm i'm just kind of committing more to to this interaction with you in doing that uh and i i suppose the reasoning for that would be that i i am fairly reasonably assured of the of the consensual nature of this interaction that you and i are having uh because there there's in 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 most conceivable circumstances there's always the option for you to stop this interaction to to hit stop to stop listening to go to go do something different with your attention unless you know uh notwithstanding some far-fetched situation in which you are being forced to listen to this which is is somewhat enter entertaining to think of because it, it seems so ridiculous that you know someone is someone is forcing you to keep listening to this and if if that is your situation then i i i'm very sorry about that i'm i'm an enormously sympathetic and uh i i hope i hope that the situation changes i hope that you can get out of this circumstance of being forced to uh listen to this or to watch this <clears throat> um and so like but you know like under under all plausible scenarios you are listening to this because you're choosing to or you know to to the extent that uh we allow uh free will to exist as a as a concept then you're you're listening to this by your own volition as opposed um to uh being compelled to do so whereas in an in interaction with a hiker passing by IRL um this the the relationship is different and that they have not chosen to to devote any of their attentional resources towards interacting with me or th or thinking about me or considering uh or considering my subjectivity and therefore I am inclined not to impose upon them any sort of abeyance in their phenomenal reality which is why I'll temporarily temporarily stop talking to you and uh like today for instance temporarily pause the recording just stop the camera until I get past them and get 
a short distance away from them till I, I fade out of their their awareness and uh, and I'll, I'll you know just say a very uh, normal polite thing like hello how's it going hi sort of thing What I, what I could be said to be attempting to do is, is to maximize the sovereignty of all parties involved. That is, I, I can, uh, on my end, keep up this interaction that I'm having with you and you at all times in all plausible circumstances maintain your sovereignty of ending the our interaction at this moment at any moment by by stopping listening you know because the way that this message is being conveyed is through a medium that in most scenarios, it's just a kind of a one-to-one -one experience. Like, it's me to you. And sure, we can, we can say in the conventional sense that it's me to a lot of other people, uh, including you. But, you know, for, for the purposes of this interaction, it's just like, this is me and you. In most plausible circumstances, uh, there, might be, there might be a few scenarios in which you know there, there's more there's there's more there, there's a, a use uh listening to me who you know you you and your friend are 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 both listening to me and have some uh awareness of each other at the same time or or having or sharing some aspects of your experience of listening to me if you're doing it at the same time or in the same room or something like that. But, you know, most likely it's just, most likely it's just you and I, I'm assuming, but it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, but I, I feel, I feel as if, at least on my end, that a certain degree, like on my end, a certain degree of sovereignty is being maintained in that uh, there's, there's about as much freedom here to do and say and think whatever I want to do and say and think as I, could, I, can, I can really imagine practically. I'm really free to think and speak however I want to. I, 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 I don't feel aware of any kind of like constraints. I mean, other, other than the, the constraints that I, I feel like I am electing to 
uh, maybe put and 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 these are these are constraints like kind of so natural as to not be really experienced as as constraints as in like you know just normal uh uh, conversational decency or a re relational decency um, as well as speaking speaking English in a way that uh, I would hope would be uh, comprehensible to most to to most English speakers I mean, re regardless, like, like, of course, uh, even this idea of comprehension is, is like, um, itself a, a complicated term that, you know, we, we have and will go into depth, in, in, into great depth and pick apart. Uh, but, you know, just as, as a kind of conceptual shorthand to just to say that, you know, a sort of natural constraint that might be on me would be like uh my my desire just to communicate with you but that's that doesn't actually that's not actually experienced as any kind of constraint you know it's just what i what i am actually electing to attempt to do uh and i uh i also don't feel in this in this scenario i feel relatively you know, pretty much um, free from any kind of ideological or uh, political uh, pressures to to represent my reality in in any particular way. Like I I don't feel any kind of pressure to to conform to any sort of um, political or ideological or moral. Um, platform you know I don't uh, I don't feel I don't, I don't I don't I'm not aware of feeling any outside pressure to conform to, to some any kind of moral stance and uh, that to me uh, feels like a like a like a natural good that state you know of of being free to to think and speak you know as as freely as as like like the only like the only limits are 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 those in my own mind you know like very plainly and i think that's i think that's a really wonderful thing honestly but then yeah and then and then also i also really like this type of um this type of arrangement actually where you're able to listen in this fashion where you you have the choice at any time to stop um you're you're by no means a captive audience and there's there's not like any there's no there's no like social 
conventions that would be violated if you stopped listening. Because, of course, I wouldn't even know if you stopped listening. It's, it's not going to, um, you know, if you, if you, if you stop the video. That's a funny thing just happened uh, when I said those magic words. Uh, the camera that I am using, which recognizes uh, voice commands, did exactly uh, what I just said. And so I had to restart it. Um, just kind of funny. Um, yeah, you can, you could, you could leave and you could leave this interaction and I don't know about it. So it's like, there's, there's no, there's no detriment to, uh, any, to my experience. There's, there's no, uh, danger of my feelings being hurt or, or, or whatever. And, uh, I, I like it also because, like, the more, the more sort of elective this activity that you are doing, this, this listening that you're doing is, like, the more that is, it is of your own volition, I feel like the less hindrances, the fewer hindrances are the, um, the more, the more you are free to kind of, uh, reflect on this or, 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 you know, think, uh, in your own sovereign way, there's not there's not any, there's no kind of like institutional or social pressure for you to demonstrate uh, any particular relation to this at all. There's no, there's no pressure for you to like, there's no, there's no extrinsic reason at all for you to be paying attention to this or to be grasping it or to have a high opinion of it or a low opinion of it as far as I can tell you know it's like especially when this type of interaction happens like in a one-to-one -one basis like probably most of the time you're in relative privacy when you're hearing this and I I think that's great that there's uh you don't have to for the moment, you don't have to consider what anybody else thinks. You don't have to consider anybody else's... You don't have to consider this representation of yourself as a phenomenon appearing within somebody else's subjectivity and, and be, like, you know, adjusting your behavior accordingly. You're free to like and dislike and understand or not understand, or care or not care, or think or not think.
Whereas in a lot of other types of scenarios that I can imagine, uh, where th there might be social factors at play uh, that would contribute towards um, a relative captivity of an audience. Say, you know, if I'm passing by a hiker and uh, I just start blabbering endlessly like this at the hiker, uh, they, they are then engaged in a social interaction which uh, might take some effort on their part to disengage if they want to disengage. And, and that, that effort might involve, you know, considering my mind in a way that, so that they, they can, uh, they'll have to devise a strategy for disengaging with the interaction as smoothly as, as possible. Or if it's like, if it were something like, if it were something like a performance where there's a gathered audience and then there's myself, then, uh, you know, still sort of like, ostensibly every member of the audience is there and remaining there under their own volition, but, but also, you know, they're, there are also certain social norms at play and and uh just plain and simple like they, they they would have to if an audience wants to leave an audience um they're going to have to consider the experience of the rest of the audience members in their leaving and uh they'll have to consider um what sorts of effect um, their leaving might have on both the audience members and uh, the performer. And so this this formulation really gets rid of all the, that, all those those other factors, and and um, simplifies it in a way that I really appreciate. Like this is this is in in some ways uh, kind of antisocial in, in in a in I think a really good way. Because it's like, you know, I don't know. We another another a way that we could characterize this type of thinking or this type of attention or, or whatever it is as as being, you know, we could conceive of this as being aberrant with uh, respect to at least my current conception of culture. Um, but I mean, of course this, of course I also recognize that this, whatever's going on is also dependent on culture and a type of manifestation of culture, a type of, has a type of dependency on anything that I would consider an other when I speak about culture. <clears throat> but it, uh, it's quite reasonable to assume 
that uh, this form and this duration, this manner of, of speaking and thinking uh, might not be welcome in all situations. And so it's like, now it's in this medium that is, is kind of more or less freely accessible you know, contingent on technological access, which is increasingly ubiquitous. One thing that I that I could say is uh, that it kind of feels as if in, interesting. It feels like, as if there is a, a form of stability present here in that. It kind of feels like the quality of this experience is kind of free to just, if you will, sort of drop down to um, a base level of what we could call normalcy or just mundaneness or not specialness or ordinariness or whatever without any problem being created. I mean, mind you, there is, uh, it could be said that there's an effort being expended to uphold this framework of continuously talking for four hours. That, that is true. Uh, but within that, I feel as if There's this way in which nothing else, nothing, nothing beyond that is really uh, needed, or at least in this moment, expected. I mean, uh, of course, it's only natural that uh, we we desire certain types of experience, or we. Um, without totally realizing it, are, are searching for or expecting a certain type of experience. But I feel that within this framework, um, more or less, whatever happens is, is pretty acceptable. I mean, uh, there, there have been plenty of times where 
my subjective experience of making these videos might uh, move beyond some perceived boundary uh, for it. That is like, I get it, like maybe I would get in, in such a such a bad mood, uh, such a uh, such a turmoil uh, that I decide to just stop the video and try again another day. I've done that plenty of times. <clears throat> but I mean weirdly enough it's like what is that what is that turmoil a uh, symptom of other than desiring, you know, my experience to be other than what it is, which, you know, of course we can we could uh pick apart the validity of that until we go blue in the face, but for now it's like um, the absence of anything, of, of anything, of, of needing something different um, to occur, or like the absence of needing some different understanding than what we seem to understand now, seems to be contributing to what we, we could, what you know, what we could then classify as a state of well-being. But what I mean by this state of well-being is like uh, even the potential inclusion and acceptance of of relative non-well-being, of feeling feeling uh, shitty. But then, of course, you know, then there's this other problem of like feeling shitty almost by definition means the non like it's the experience of experience not being okay the experience of wanting experience to be different of it not being okay of it being shitty you know it's another you know another kind of like self-defining concept I would almost say that In a way, it seems like uh, like a lot, a lot of a lot of moving around, a lot of slicing up the pie in different ways, uh, without arriving at any grand conclusion. But then, at the same time, I f I feel as if sort of implicit in the multiplicity of different slicings of the pie, um, the different fragmentations, the, uh, the, uh, the myriad syntaxes offered up 
of reality. Implicit in, in all of these Uh, in, in all of these, um, what should I say, like, uh, models, all, all of these, uh, you know, like what we, what we would call, like, understandings or, or uh, concepts or, or bodies of knowledge or, or ways of thinking about reality. All of which, you know, like, they don't, uh, I wouldn't say that they impart something like enormous satisfaction. Although, it's like, in as far as satisfaction goes, this is like pretty much up there at the top for me. Which is kind of to say that there there isn't any ultimate satisfaction. That it's like what I'm referring to as this satisfaction is is actually just like a very a very uh, rich um, a, a very high resolution experience of dis of the dissatisfaction, if you will. The satisfaction is a high-resolution dissatisfaction. Um, so, in, in some sense, it, it implies that, like, uh, we're always we're we're perpetually um, outside of the bullseye. We're perpetually. We're, we're perpetually, like, looking at the map as opposed to the actual territory. Or we're, we're perpetually just, you know, redrawing the map. Uh, we can't get to the ter territory. Maybe this isn't the most effective analogy but in, in fact uh, I think that like this limitation you know this this limited feeling like that uh, that's like the, the best that understanding can be is, is a form of limitation Understanding is a type of limitation, and, and I, I feel like I've said that in, in multiple different ways today and in the past. And like that being the case, it's, it's just fine. Like, the, the limitness is infinite, in a way. The finiteness is, uh, is infinite. Eh. And then, you know, this is like... 
again, kind of like uh, what I could describe as, as an unsatisfying slogan or something. But then, you know, that's, that's how it is. It is what it is. Which isn't anything. And, and everything. But, I, you know, uh, some, some kind of interpretation of this as being phenomenally cheesy uh, compels me to get away from this uh, grandiose vista that I am perched upon and to keep walking. We're uh, in the home stretch, it could be said. You've made it almost all the way through, for which I congratulate you. Or perhaps you, you skipped ahead. Uh, for which I, I think is okay. I mean, it's like, you've, you've missed literally nothing. You literally have not missed anything by skipping ahead. Uh, but, in a sense, uh, it's, uh, you also haven't gotten any, anything by skipping ahead either. Like, it's, it's still kind of, the fundamental uh, quality of your experience is, is kind of the same regardless of whether you skipped ahead or have listened all the way through. Kind of makes no difference. Um, and yet at the same time there is kind of a difference. I mean, for me, uh, It's uh, it would it would be hard to deny an interpretation of my current experience as being extraordinarily happy. Um, just like really fucking joyful. Uh, you know, and of course I'm like suspicious of of that as as a thing. You know, as as being like, as 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 solidifying into an interpretation, because like, as as soon as as soon as I allow this like this um, reduction to occur, of you know something along the lines of this being a good experience or this having been a good video or something like that. Uh, it creates a problem because then that solidifies as this entity that, uh, ow, exists kind of illusory 
illusorily uh, in my mind uh, and then you know throws up all th throws up all this this uh, distinction between itself and my other apparent reality so this is this is me actually just kind of like um, projecting fearfully into the future uh, being fearful of a future self who has some kind of uh, calcified idea of what a good walking and talking video is as opposed to a bad one or what a joyful experience is as opposed to a shitty experience and then you know starts to uh, create that dualistic reality for himself so this is, this is just wow that's inter that's pretty interesting my uh my uh joyful self just became revealed as being my fearful self however it is in another sense it's also just hard to deny um a certain pleasantness um a certain pleasantness that i feel that is completely tied to doing a thing that could in some ways on the surface seem unpleasant that is getting up super early in the morning and like doing doing a few things before coming out on the on the so far coldest day of the season uh, and, and taking a long hike and uninterruptedly relatively uninterruptedly having having zero mental privacy on this hike you know on on in some ways that sounds like uh, a real slog some real drudgery and uh there you know to the to the extent that i'm saying i feel this pleasantness it's also because i because i did that exercise this apparent discipline and uh i mean and uh i hope that the way that i'm saying these things sort of illustrates that they are um uh, kind of optional interpretations of what has happened and is happening um but it it is to say that there's a uh a potential symmetry um to your experience i believe um uh because i recognize that the the feet of paying really any amount of attention to this is uh, not exactly what we would think of as easy and uh, potentially they're you know very destabilizing but um you know, I, I would imagine, based on this this idea of like uh, a symmetry 
to your and my experience with regards to this interaction that uh, if you have kind of gone through with the more or less monumental task of of listening through to this thing listening this thing this listening to this thing all the way through <clears throat> that uh, something like some kind of reward maybe manifesting as as we recognize that we're entering the home stretch and um, will imminently experience a, a change you know like a, a, a uh, perceptual change in our phenomenal reality i.e this video or this podcast will end and um, your and my attentional resources will be set free of this and uh, able to to devour up with uh, a, a freshness perhaps whatever else it turns towards next. I mean, um, there's other ways to think about it, too. Like, uh, we, we could think about, we could think of this, um, like, if we, if we think of this as a, as a type of discipline, uh, I think we we would want to equally think about think of it as like um a type of of tolerance of instability like um you know i i i uh i'm entering into uh, a situation that i've created for myself where uh, obviously, I'm out in the woods and uh, have put some distance in between myself uh, and to the, the common sorts of stimuli that uh, I would otherwise be encountering in my life. Um, some distance in between the what we would call relative distractions. Uh, and so it's kind of uh, it's kind of creating a kind of situation where it's actually easier um, to not to not get sucked into the the gravitational fields of 
of certain stimuli, you know what I mean? Of certain uh, distracting phenomena. Being, being rel relatively out in space, you know. Outside of orbit. And it makes it easier to, to uh, have this experience of, of kind of floating without, without a solid ground for a while. But then of course you come back uh, and then appreciate the apparent uh, solid ground all the much more if you have this, this other perspective of it, uh, you know, like the earth is, is not the center in the same way that the apparent like solidity of, of yourself and of, of everything is, is not the end all be all. and is revealed to never, never have been. And in fact, we have been floating all along. Without ground. without a real up and down, just a, a relative up and down. But I don't need to tell you this. This is, this is totally obvious at this point. It's a whole lot of nothing. So I'm, I'm kind of like, let me, I'm ready, I'm ready for the illusion again. Give me, give me back the illusion of, uh, apparent solidity, but then I know uh, in some ways there isn't actually in some ways that's not the illusion isn't there's not even a real illusion there's not even a real illusion do you, uh, do you get the, the sense in which I'm saying that? there's not even actually an illusion Like stuff isn't even as as real as an illusion. 
but you know, of course, of course, this is this is also just bullshit. Because also, of course stuff's real. Look how, look how real it is. I really need to eat some food, I'll tell you that much. You know, only, but that's, you know, relative. I could also just be hungry for a while. I mean, now the um, quality of the speaking, it could almost be said to be uh, devolving in, in uh, concentration. It's kind of it's kind of uh, deteriorating. Into you know this this more kind of base and and fragmented uh, it's 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 deteriorating into into distraction just distracting itself in a way that seems okay uh it it seems like in anticipation of the end. Like uh, uh, reaching that point where you know it's gonna end and so you can you can start to uh, let down your guard so to speak or like I can I can start to uh, I can start to at least get re ready to uh, release whatever frame I've been upholding for a while for what feels like a while It feels, it feels, you know, relatively as if uh, something fairly complete has happened, or something, or or something that something has happened completely. I guess I I, uh, I could say as if I I feel as if I've had a, a, a full, a very full experience probing the frontier of 
uh, who, who I seem to think that I am. But simultaneously, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of starting, I'm just kind of starting to uh, observe this gravitation towards uh, this like summing, summary type of thinking, this like summarization of what has happened and which uh, I feel kind of averse to. I mean, I know it's perfectly normal, but it does, in a way, it seems to like kind of go against it go against it goes against like the, the, the activity of summarizing it weirdly enough seems to go against the uh, summarized concept of what I think this is or what I think it's like uh, so there, there you have it folks, another uh, self-contradiction coming up it's like uh, if I'm saying that summation uh, is against the spirit of what this is then it implies that I'm actually harboring a type of summation of what this is that is contradictory to the activity of summation uh, but you know so this is this is all like again could be conceptualized as like a gravitational pull of ideation into forms and but the forms the forms always um, the forms always kind of like harboring within themselves a type of contradiction because we can think of of the of the forms um, having owing a debt to the nothing that that uh, you know when that when the paradox comes around to debase the forms or the ideas or the knowledge that is the nothingness coming to collect its debt. the uh, the whole of reality um, the whole of reality kind of um, seeming to assert its 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 would be um, wholeness against the relative phenomenon that occur as as these conspanded forms within it you know, it's just like a confusing way to say the same thing that's been said over and over again. For ages. I won't say it again. Think. It's just time to say bye.
give me lots of money on Patreon. 